Hello there. Hi everyone, this is Dalton. I am making this new episode since I haven't uploaded one in quite a while. And this is a 10-minute review of The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1 that we are going to talk about. I do want to say that there will be spoilers in this episode for The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1. If you haven't watched it, it's been five weeks. What are you doing? Watch it right now. And if you have, enjoy this podcast episode. So starting off, we're just going to talk about what quickly happens in the episode, which is going to be tough because this is the longest episode so far. But it starts with Mando and the child going to this kind of organized boxing match for like a bar or something like that. Mando sits down in the crowd. He starts talking to uh, an informant of his who immediately wants the Beskar on Mando. Mando has this big fight scene where he's fighting all of the informant's thugs and absolutely destroys them, gets the information that he wants, and essentially leaves the informant to die by what I'm guessing are like little dogs or like some sort of rat or something like that because he's just hanging from like a telephone pole or a light light thing. Um, then he goes to Tatooine, which is where the informant gave him the, uh, the information that the other Mandalorian was on. We're not quite sure who that is yet. Um, he goes to that one place with the woman who fixed his ship in the previous season. She says that... There is another town um, on a different side of Tatooine where there is a Mandalorian. And so the Mando goes over there and finds not a Mandalorian, but somebody who has Boba Fett's armor. He doesn't know it's Boba Fett's. He doesn't, I'm assuming he doesn't know who Boba Fett is, but it looks Mandalorian to him. Whole misunderstanding. This is Cobb Vanth, who is the marshal of this town. And he is having a problem with a greater crate dragon. So in order for Mando to get the armor from him, he has to help Cobb and the sand people and the village to kill the greater crate monster. They are having a little bit of a struggle at first when they all get settled and they're all ready to spring a trap. But eventually, Mando goes inside with a gun with a bomb-loaded Bantha, and yeah, blows it up. So we have that, the Tuscans are taking the meat, and Mando's kind of riding away with the armor, and in the last, I think, five seconds, we see one man, played by Tamira Morrison, who is confirmed to be Boba Fett. Now, this is where the hype sets in. Everybody has been really hyped about seeing Boba Fett in The Mandalorian and are just ecstatic that he actually survived the uh, Sarlacc pit that is now canon because it wasn't before. It was only in like a few 
Disney comics or Marvel comics that he survived. So it's good to know that they have confirmed that to be canon. So, yeah, that's essentially what the entire episode was of. So I'm going to get into talking about it. This leads us to my review of the episode. This is going to be out of 10, and I'm going to talk about different parts that lead to my decision. I'm going to start out like this. I say this episode is 9 out of 10, 10 being the best, and obviously 1 being the worst. This gets a 9 because it is pretty heavy on the action, it is heavy on the storyline, and I think the only thing that's holding me back from a 10 is the character introduction of Cobb Vanth. I mean, we were all so looking forward to Boba Fett, and I know they teased us for it. I really didn't like that. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I was kind of disappointed when Cobb Vanth took off, took off the helmet, and it was not Boba Fett. So I did. <laughs> it was a little disappointing. It was good to see Boba Fett at the end, but just... Right in the moment, I was very, very disappointed. Um, also, Baby Yoda content. Very good. I loved all all the shots of Baby Yoda. I love seeing Baby Yoda, but as a real Star Wars fan, I love seeing the Mandalorian as well. So I was happy this didn't just like have half the time focused on the child. So that's also going to be give it a high rating because that's the amount of child that I want in an episode. That's about the Mandalorian seeking information. So yeah, that has been our episode. Hope you liked it. So I want to talk about some little secrets and Easter eggs that were found throughout the episode. Number one, I want to talk about R5. Now, if you remember from A New Hope, um, when Luke is getting R2 and C-3PO, uh, before he takes R2, he brings a little droid with him named R5. R5 was sabotaged by R2-D2 because that's just R2's character. And kind of he sabotaged the motivator of R5, and it blew up. And when Mando is at the uh, the spaceport with that one girl, she now owns R5. You can tell because it's the same model. And when up close, there the back panel, if you look at the clip, there is like some burn marks around one panel that if you go back and watch the movie, that's the panel that exploded. So that's a really cool Easter egg right there just to see what the fate of R5 was. And I thought that was really cool to notice. Another thing I want to talk about is the trap that the sand people in the village laid out for the crate Dragon. Um, I mentioned in my previous episode, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, in this game, you have to slay a crate Dragon. And essentially, it's the exact same way they did it. So 
In Knights of the Old Republic, some bombs were already set when you got there. You just had to go get some Banthas. And when you do, the crate Dragon it smells them and is com- in, uh, wanting to eat them. And so he comes out of his cave and he triggers the mines, which kills the crate Dragon. Excellent plan and is still used in that time period of the Mandalorian. So... Yeah, I thought that was really cool. They used essentially the same tactic, although it didn't work for strange reasons because it's huge. But yeah, I thought that was really cool to notice. uh, Being able to link different eras together. Um, Yeah. One more thing I wanted to uh, say is the crate Dragon can swim through the sand. I think that's been confirmed before that um, a greater crate Dragon can swim in sand. So, yeah. Also, one more thing. Uh, in Another relation to A New Hope. When there is a fairly famous shot of c-3po walking across the desert with the skeleton of what looks to be a crate dragon in the background it is but it's the same species that the mandalorian was fighting which is the greater crate dragon the difference between a regular and a greater is the greater is bigger in every way and is a lot more deadly so Yeah, those are some Easter eggs that I found throughout the episode. Yeah. Well, it was great to record this. I'm going to make more episodes about the new episodes that come out for The Mandalorian and the ones that have already been made. I know I've been really behind, but I hope that I can make up for all that time lost. So, yeah. Um, If you're not subscribed, subscribe (laughs) right now. Um, I'm normally on Twitch. Um, I'm Remote Timo on there. I'm normally streaming weekdays and weekends, normally in the afternoon, depending on where you live. And yeah, that's all for me. Um, see you next time. Time to abandon ship.